Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. Cause I still got a lot of fight left in me. I was thinking about today. Steve White. Wish Steve White would be around for all kinds of reasons. For his family, joy life, all of that. Uh, to do our radio show where he was a gift. But to enjoy the Vols, to be able to enjoy what the Vols have suddenly become, like suddenly become under Josh Heupel, is just fantastic. Uh, as they now will host Alabama for the chance to beat them for the first time since 2006. Fans at LSU were chanting, we want Bama. Which is always a little dicey. But you do you. At least, yeah, it's a tough scene. Uh, Brew goes eight catches, 170 yards. That's good, isn't it? Brew McCoy... Brew McCoy. 12 drives, no three Holy and outs. Smokes. And they only punted twice. With their best receiver on the sideline. Correct. 78 points in consecutive games against Florida and LSU. Um, but they it was a it was it was not just an electric performance, it was a dominating performance against an LSU team that seemed to have found its way and rhythm. And uh, they just blitzed him. Hendon Hooker, by the way, has now thrown three, 47 touchdown passes and two interceptions as a starter. 77% of the plays run on Saturday, Jeff, were ahead of the schedule. So, like, for instance, like, they, they just never they fell just behind never schedule. They never fell behind. Yeah. In terms of correct down and distance. Correct. That's what we're talking about yes. when we mean schedule. There's not a clock schedule. Correct. Right. In terms of down and distance. It was absolutely dominating. Uh, Jeffrey said the uh, seven and a half now. Seven and a half currently, yes. <sighs> All right, let, let's 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 look at different paths for Tennessee going forward. All right, if they win this game, what next? I mean, if they win this game, the ceiling still is. The ceiling obviously would be they national. Still got to get past Georgia, but the at that point you could start. You could probably even lose the Georgia game and still and maybe get probably the playoff. make the playoff. You, you know, went you, eleven and one with a loss. If to you Georgia. lost to Georgia, and Georgia lose to Alabama, that wouldn't be good though. You wouldn't then make the playoff. Yeah, then you wind up with this weird. Okay, right. 
Winning, winning the game will be a long, would go a long way to getting you into the playoff. Yeah, I think the bigger story is it's year two of Josh Heupel, and here's where they are. It's incredible. Incredible. And it shows that it... And now imagine it, it would seem to be easier to, uh, to recruit to this, you know? Oh, my God. If you're a quarterback, if you're a receiver, if you, you know, don't you want to be a part of this? Not only that, like, if you're a defender, like, if they just, like, they're just getting, like, decent defensive play. Like, they're they're creating a lot of havoc and whatnot. But, like, right now, doesn't it look pretty fun to be at Tennessee? It looks like a lot of fun to be at uh, to be at Tennessee. If they lose to Alabama, still got an opportunity to uh, beat Georgia. On top of that, like if you lose to Alabama and Georgia and you Whatever, get Tennessee, you still have like a, yeah, that's a great year. Name me a Tennessee fan that would not have taken that coming into this year. Uh, everyone, hundred um, percent. So good on Tennessee. Next, well, you were right, no KJ, and you can tell, man, that that team is a different team without him. That was your bet. Jeffrey had a winning week. We'll get the particulars on Friday. Yeah. Could have been even bigger. Could have been bigger, but listen, we'll As take it. We start out, we st- you gotta, yeah. every journey begins with a single step. Yeah. I can't, I, did you know I'm the one who came up with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. Um, Ten- or stay can run the ball. They certainly can when you play a three-man front and you got you got to worry about Will Rogers throwing the ball. They ran for 281 yards. Yes. Dylan Johnson ran for 100. It's funny though, like that's when when people when a when an offensive coach when a coach says explains why they don't throw it that much because well if you look if you look back at Norvell like we had a uh, we had a balanced you had a balanced running attack because you could run the ball because you because you everyone was scared the hell of you throwing the ball all the time correct uh, but yes they absolutely can run the ball they did run the ball 281 rushing yards Dylan Johnson ran for a hundred. <laughs> Six yards a clip. Uh, it was another dominating performance. And, of course, Will Rogers sets the set – another fun thing to be as a quarterback for Mike Leach. Sets the completion record in the SEC. Yeah, uh, with Will Rogers, it's one of those situations where when you have a, a Mike Leach quarterback, you never know, like, what to think of him in terms of a prospect. But I do know what it means in terms of watching Mississippi State play. Well, that's He's the running their if you, offense. If you are a quarterback – a highly touted quarterback who has aspirations to play in the NFL. Do you want to play for Mike Leach because you know you're going to throw it a million times and you're going to put up big numbers, or do you not because you know that everyone is going to discount your numbers? They're not discounting them like they used to because now so much of the NFL passing game is air raid concepts. Like, like they're including it in that. I think the hesitation with Mike Leach is Mike Leach puts a bigger premium on accuracy than he does on pure arm talent. So, like, if you look at most of the guys that have gone to the NFL, like, it's not... I don't think it's the system that prevented him. It's that usually most of them didn't, didn't have, like, great the, arm talent. the big arm. But if you, is that because... And if you have big arm, you don't go to the leeches? More times than not, if you have the big it arm. It tends to be a smart kid with a... It was super it's, accurate. Correct. Can, yeah. And usually if you're a smart kid with a big arm who's super accurate, you're usually one of the five best quarterbacks right. in the... And you're probably not going to correct. succeed. Uh, 970, 922nd completion. Aaron Murray at Georgia uh, did it in 52 games. Um, and uh, uh, l- let me just say, Will Rogers doing it a whole lot faster than that. 31 of 48, 395 yards. Mississippi State 
rolls over Arkansas, 40 to 17. Uh, it's, it's a tough year for Arkansas. Well, it's just like all the, the we said it early. Schedule injuries, you like know, the things that you were worried about going wrong have gone have wrong. wrong. And then you see, like, man, you get a couple of injuries, and all of a sudden, you know, that I did not really feel like at any point State was going to lose that game. Next. All right, so did at any point you worry, not whether Ole Miss was going to win the game. Whether they were going to cover? But whether they were going to cover, because you had taken Ole Miss and laid the points. How many points did you lay? So I laid 17. Laid 17. When they're down 10, are you worried about the cover? No, because I was very upset that Ole Miss wasn't an underdog at that point because I was live betting the hell out of them because I knew they were going to absolutely run them in the second half. The only time I got truly scared was when Ole Miss got outside the number. It was like 25. They're up 25. And Vanderbilt's got that drive, that fourth quarter drive right. where you're going to build that program, baby. You're going to make the statement. They went for two and got it. But then in my times of trouble, Brother Lane is there for me. 38 seconds left. First and goal from the one. You got to snap it, Jeff. You got to run it. You got to run it. And he runs it in with Mac Jones. And all of a sudden, boom, never it out. Uh, 20. Third straight SEC loss for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is better. Like, when you watch them, this is now, like, my third full Vandy game. They have more players on their team right now that look like SEC quality type players. They just don't have enough of them. And I thought, like, offensively, their game plan, I thought, was very good. Like, they kept the game as close as they could for as long as they could. Jeff, they had the ball for 40, One of the astounding 41 things minutes. is Ole Miss had 591 yards of offense and, and had, had the ball minutes. for 18 minutes and 43 seconds. How you do that is astounding. 591 yards of offense, 18 minutes and 43 seconds. The third quarter, yardage was 217 to 31. I like... Lane talking about his halftime speech because one of the dumbest questions it is it is asked at every press conference. What'd you tell him at half? What was said at halftime? Oh my god. Like some magic words were said at halftime. There's never any freaking magic words said at halftime. What'd you say at halftime? You're down mm-hmm. 17, came back to win. What'd you say at halftime? Guys, you're playing Vanderbilt. Act like it. Uh okay, so do you feel in terms of Ole Miss? Having seen Jackson Dart, yeah, this kind of performance, are you feeling better about the ceiling of Ole Miss now that you see 448 yards and three touchdowns? So this was the first game. This was the first game that Dart played that I felt like it started to look like Ole Miss's offense under Lane Kiffin with Matt Corral, like early part where Matt was making some mistakes. He still had two just horrific decisions that were like what the hell are you doing but they started to get the crossing game going like they got the they got the explosives going in the pass game Mingo obviously has the massive massive oh my day God, 247 yards but this this started to look like their offense like how Lane wants it to look the problem with Ole Miss moving forward is Jackson Dart's a 19 year old sophomore like he's just gonna he's gonna make mistakes and 
how many of those mistakes I think is going to kind of tell the story of Ole Miss. Because if he plays, the fewer mistakes they make, the higher the ceiling is. All right, who's next? If you beat Kentucky without Will Levis, I don't know that you should have your fights on played. We're doing it simply because I wanted to talk about Shane Beamer. So I have the video if you want it. Uh, play the video. Make sure, hey, make sure we're classy in our post game with the media, all right? But at SEC Media Day, he talked about stupid sunglasses uh-huh. and dancing. Come on, come on. Shane Beamer, and he's referring to Mike Stoops, Kentucky coach, who did, in fact, uh, talk about stupid sunglasses and dancing, which Shane Beamer had done in advance of SEC Media Days. So, uh, is this appropriate? Do you enjoy this? What's the uh, what do you what do you make of this? Uh, you get after you win on the road, you get you to get do to whatever do it. you want. Yes, like that's the. Don't you think though that in the end, like Shane Beamer's going to have his own problems. Yeah, like how much? How much is this? Is this the high point of the Shane Beamer era at South Carolina? I think the question this, is going to be: fun is, moment for Are him. they going to? Are they going to be okay with six and six, seven and five, and and some moments? I don't know. I mean, I, by all accounts, South Carolina kind of has their name, image, and likeness packages ready to go. That's nice. So. So you never know. Yeah, I mean, did I think Mark Stoops was going to be this? It is so funny. Like, Shane Beamer compared to his dad. His dad oh. was like the football coach guy, you know? Yeah, Shane, though, is – it makes sense, though. Shane is, like, the parts of Frank that he didn't have. Like, he, Shane knows how to kind of, like, work the system. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He knows yeah. the flat hand a little bit better. But, like, there's still kind of the elements there. Uh, all right, who else are we playing? Best fight song in the land. Yeah, listen, there are others we could have played today. We could have played uh, UCLA. Yes. That one bit you in the ass, didn't it? Yes, it did. UCLA um, U- UCLA and USC, by the way, are both 6-0 and for the first time since 2005. They got some tough games ahead. USC is Utah. Uh, and then UCLA, I think they have a bye week and then Oregon. Yeah. And so, uh, but we could have played them. We could have played NC State, right? Yep. Uh, a bit beat Florida State. Honestly, you know who's doing a good job? Interim coaches. Mickey Joseph at Nebraska has won two straight, right? Beat Rutgers. Beat, beat Rutgers in Indiana. I think probably the two worst teams in, in but yes, they Whatever. were not beating those teams. Sean Aguano uh, at Arizona State beats yeah. Washington. That was a, that was a shocker. That was a shocker. As you mentioned, the Jim Leonard era. Of course. Uh, is getting off to a brilliant start as uh, Wisconsin pounds my cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Key at Georgia Tech. Yes, that coach. is my favorite one to watch because you're watching kids that just hated their coach. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's some things in life that give me a lot of like pleasure. It's when kind of the douchey coach gets fired, and you see like the kids that are just like, God, that guy sucked. They, yeah. they, they beat my, they beat my Dukies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was big. It was a big. Uh, I avoided that trap. It was a big 
big week for the interim coaches. Well, we could celebrate Texas, but at this point, they're just beating Oklahoma. Yes, without their quarterback. 49 to freaking nothing. The most lopsided loss in 118 years of that series for Oklahoma. So there are others we could have celebrated, but anytime you have a chance to play the second-best fight song in the land, Mm -hmm. you go ahead and play it. Drew Pine, who was not good at the start of the season. Listen, this team started 0-3. With a loss to Marshall. With a loss to Marshall. 0-3, 0-2. I think they started 0-2. 0-2. Now they're 3-2. Yes. 22-28, 262 yards, three touchdowns. And now they got Stanford, eminently beatable. Very beatable. And then they got UNLV. Also beatable. They they could be 5-2 going into Syracuse, still undefeated. I don't know how I missed this, and it's a hand up. This is my job on this show. The fact that, Jeff, they were playing the the Catholics versus the Mormons in Las Vegas, mm. and I did not realize that they were playing that game in Sin City, oh, that's, that's yeah. a miss. Oh, that's a miss. Yeah, you're right. Um, and then, I, pol- I apologize to you and the audience. Then they got Clemson. Go get uh, So, uh, anyway, congratulations to uh, all our Notre Dame fans out there. Uh, we know you care deeply, and we're glad your season has turned around. Who are we blowing up, Jeffrey? We have to blow up the home team. I, I think it's true. <sighs> Jeff, the more I think about this game, the more that I'm still left going, I don't, I don't know what to think. <laughs> but you are not, interestingly enough. Like, there was a lot of Silverfield sucks afterward, after this game. But you are not on – you have actually not been a big Ryan Silverfield fan. You were not a fan of the hiring necessarily. Yes. And you – I thought it went against what made them, them successful. The, follow the, but on this particular, you are not blaming Ryan Silverfield, except in the everything falls to the coach. Correct. It's but his program. If you look at it, you're not pointing to anything particular that he did wrong. No, I mean, in the end, the onside kick was kind of the difference in that – Kind of a lucky play. I mean, it was a well-executed on the kick. It was a very well-executed. But they covered the one right before it, so like, I don't know. You're not supposed to be 50-50 on onside kicks, though. I think, I think where inevitably where I fall is, I do think more times than not, head coaches are a lot like quarterbacks. You kind of know when you have one. Like, I could get completely bitten in the ass on this, but I think the Giants have a coach. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.